Okay, guys, welcome to our podcast, More Than a Swipe. Um, today we're going to be talking about the groundswell of negativity towards online dating that's spreading across the internet and our own relationships with online dating and how dating has changed in the modern age through technology and digital apps. And we want to talk about some experiences that we've had online dating, both the good and the bad, and in so doing teach you all and in so doing teach ourselves how to approach this new way of dating in the best way possible. So just to introduce ourselves, um, I'm Mary and we're joined by Kaz, Iman and Kira and we're all going to just talk about some crazy experiences we've had on some online dating apps. So Kaz, did you want to start? Because I remember you telling us some crazy things. Yes, so I personally have had some good as well as some interesting or bad experiences on dating apps. I specifically use Tinder. You know, there are so many of them. There's like Bumble, Hinge. There are ones that are, you know, directed towards particular religious groups and things, but I use Tinder. So my experience mainly has been good. I've met my current partner on there. You know, it was my first experience of a solid and healthy relationship. It's going really well. And I wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for Tinder or a dating app, you know. Um, But I have also had some very questionable experiences, um, some potentially very dangerous ones too. So this happened uh, maybe two or three years ago now, but I was actually catfished and I ended up in a shed in a very rural town with no one knowing where I am and very limited phone reception. And even though I don't believe I was actually in any danger, the dude seemed like he was relatively nice, um, even though we were in a shed and he did catfish me. But I actually don't think I was in any danger. But that being said, I am, you know, now very aware that things could have gone very differently and I could have been in a great risk of harm. Um, So I think dating apps as well, you really don't know who you're meeting. You know, they can say they're one person, but then you end up going there and it's actually a very dangerous situation. So I think that is a really big risk that we all have to be aware about. I also just ask where, like, what was the, why were you in a shed? Like, why did he take you to a shed? (laughs) So it started off, he he had a house, right? He lived with his mum, but he says we couldn't go in the house because his mum was there. So he just took me to a shed, which had a blower mattress in it and an old TV with the movie Ratatouille playing. Um, But his mum was home and knew that I was in the shed because she offered us some snacks and he actually wanted me to go meet her. But I tapped out by that phase. So the whole situation was really weird um, that his mother was okay with his son having a girl in their shed with a blower mattress. So that is so strange. I'm so sorry, Kat. Oh, um, yeah, it's a story now, but at the time it was actually very scary for me. So definitely. I just ask, um, did that like affect, you know, your mental health or anything in that kind of way? You know, it's a bit of a awkward situation and something that might be playing on your mind for, you know, a few days after the incident. Yeah, and like, you yeah, know, what could have happened. It really actually um, made me scared, you know, like if it had been someone else, I could have very easily been like assaulted or even like killed. And, you know, because it was so far out, what were the chances of, you know, someone coming to rescue me in time and things? So it definitely made me more cautious. And I know after every, like after that, every single time I met with someone online, I always sent 
to people my address where I was you know the name of the person you know I told them that if I didn't contact them by a certain time that something was wrong and they needed to you know raise alarms so it did make me more aware about online safety which I guess I had taken for granted up until then. I also think the way in which that Tinder and Hinge is set up it allows like absolutely anyone from all walks of life to sign up and connect with people and in a way it also just makes it so much easier for people to take advantage of younger girls or like younger men who don't have the life experience to like to know to protect themselves in this way and so I I put up just to go off of that Kaz um, I asked around about other people's experiences on Tinder and a lot of people um, brought up the fact that through their Tinder experiences they had either been made to feel extremely uncomfortable in sexual situations or they did not the people that they were meeting with did not ask for consent and I think part of that may be due to this expectation that when you do join Tinder um, it's purely for sex and it's purely for a physical kind of uh meetup or connection with someone and it's just I don't know what are your guys thoughts on that I feel like because I feel like tinder has this um stigma surrounding it that like it is purely just for sex but you also your experience was different um you actually found a part yeah unintentionally but yes (laughs) yeah because um some of the research that I've like looked into um found that 49% 49% of people that, you know, online date are looking for marriage and the other wow. percentage are just looking for casual sex. So it's, I think it's hard, like, going on a dating app, knowing the kind of person that you're going to, like, match with and if what they're, like, what they want to do um, versus what you want to do kind of thing. Maybe yeah. It really makes you think that if the stats are so, you know, 50-50-ish, why they haven't set up a way to distinguish, you know, on your profile what you're there for. Like, it's kind of up well, to I you like- in your bio if you want it, but most yeah. people don't do that. Yeah, like, in your bio, you can be, like, looking for something casual or, like, looking for, you know, a purely sexual relationship or looking to meet the love of my life. But there is still just such a thing of, like, oh, it's just Tinder, like, it's nothing, like, serious almost. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, it's, like, a weird, a weird thing. And I feel, but I don't know how we can, like, kind of change that other than having like a setting in your profile that's like what are you looking for because even if you look you're saying you're looking for something serious people can still like lie to you if they think that you're attractive and all they want is like sex yeah they can still like really yeah they can still be like oh well I know you want to get married to someone that you meet on this app but you know I'm just in it for sex so I'm just going to pursue you for sex sort of thing absolutely I think transparency especially among people our age where it's very scary to admit your feelings is yeah. really hard to come and it's really hard to discern people's um emotions and yeah. their behavioral tendencies online and that's what makes it <clears throat> excuse me that's what makes it kind of dangerous sometimes and I think that's why people also get catfished yeah. um because you, you don't know what a person's like on the other side of the, the screen yeah, maybe we should just remind if anyone listening doesn't know what catfished means. I'm sure you'll do, but just in case, 
it's when someone says that there's someone that they're not, basically. Yeah. Do we kind of agree with that definition? (laughs) Yeah, it could be like um, lying about your age or using either very old photos of you that don't represent your current self or entirely just using a whole different persona of photos that aren't you at all and a name that isn't you. So you're just basically pretending to be someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, oh, sorry. I, I think that is really interesting because I think some people when they don't have good self-esteem or when they don't have uh, maybe a stable uh, mental um, thing going on, a lot of people project who they want to be and they project their fantasies and an idealised version of themselves online. Um, And in a way, when you go on Tinder and you present yourself as someone else and someone who is maybe way more attractive or way more funny, they're obviously going to get more matches and therefore their self-esteem will increase. Yeah. Does anyone else, do you have any more? I know that Kaz and Kira did some polls on Instagram asking for some people's experiences online. Did any of them stand out as being, you know, Um, crazy? Well, yes. Um, I had a few different ones. Um, one of the one of them that stands out to me uh, was actually I think it, it raises the topic of like exploitation, especially amongst younger women and and older men. Um, a girl was repeatedly asked by a man to send him videos of like really inappropriate things um, and things that aren't socially acceptable for money. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think Tinder and, and dating apps can be used as a method of exploitation and people don't realise. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, also, exploitation as in, like, age as well. Like, you can expand your age range to be quite huge. Um, So you often do see a lot of older people who are preying, even though they're of legal age, on, like, uh, teenagers still, like 18, 19-year-olds who may not be fully aware um, that they're actually being, you know, exploited because of their age and their youth. So I think that's really risky for them to not be fully aware. I think there also might be an issue with, you know, underages, like, making an account, don't know really why, and then you know, changing their age to make them a legal age. And then if anything happens, you know, there's a lot of issues that can arise from that. And I think that's a big problem as well. Yeah, because they don't want to, like, speak out and, like, talk about anything that's gone wrong with the dating app, maybe to their parents or whoever, because they've lied about their age. Exactly. And I feel like there should be more, like, measures put in place by, like, Tinder and, like, by these other dating apps to really verify someone's age and not only that but to verify someone's identity in general like the amount of times I have seen like I've been on Instagram or something and someone's like posted a screenshot of someone's tinder account and been like this person is like a sexual offender like sorry a sex offender like this person is a is a rapist and he is on tinder they are on tinder and that is so frightening because you really do not know who you're meeting with 
or like talking to, but in the same, at the same time, you also don't know who you're like to a certain like degree, know who you're meeting with in person either. Cause like sex offenders hide in plain sight as well. Like no one's going to say, hi, nice to meet you. Like I am a sex offender, you know? Um, But there is just like this, like, I think one of the biggest problems with online dating is that people do not act the same way that they would act in person online. Like they, it's almost like the digital, like they're just like awarded so much discretion and like they can hide behind a screen and it lets people do things that they would never do in person. And that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Like I personally am like quite a shy person. Like, I guess I'm, not as shy as I used to be, but I would get really anxious about going on dates in person or like get really anxious about just talking to guys in general. But, you know, talking to guys online was a bit more like comforting for me because, you know, I got to like control like when I wanted to reply and then like what I wanted to say and like I could think about it and I could like, you know, it was like a comforting thing. But at the same time, if you imagine the way that people act, online and imagine that happening in a bar it would just it would just not fly like it would really just not yeah yeah you I know think and I think yeah sorry you go oh, no, that's okay I think that being uh talking to someone on an app gives you a sense of autonomy over the situation and the yeah. potential outcome of whether or not you meet this person or you don't meet this person um and it gives you a sense of autonomy that you obviously wouldn't have meeting them in person um because there's no awkward silences there's no there there isn't that like kind of hump that you have to get over when you meet someone for the first time um but I was actually going to discuss um I had a response from a girl who said that she actually met a boy uh through tinder and apparently he got in like I think they they hung out maybe a couple times and he got increasingly like obsessive over her over her and kind of stalkerish and he started sending gifts and well, going to her house and leaving gifts for her and she had like never told him her address she what? didn't really know him well at all um so it's just I don't know it sometimes dating apps can kind of um be a channel for like harassment um and I actually read a statistic somewhere that around 60% of female users between 18 to 34 um, either say that someone from a dating app has continued to contact them even though they said they weren't interested Um, and around 57% report being sent a sexually explicit message or image that they didn't ask for. Um, Oh, my God. And that's, like, a horrifying, like, reality yeah and I I read this article on the medium and it was like horror is not like like the horror that some women experience on dating apps is not like this outlandish thing anymore it's it's the baseline like honestly I think that I've had more like weird experiences online dating than I have good and I feel like everyone has something to say. And, like, we all laugh it off. We're like, oh, haha, like, this guy was, you know, he sent me an unsolicited dick pic or, like, you know, and it's, like, it's so easy to laugh it off because it's so normalised almost. 
and that we can all like share in like these experiences but it really is quite a horrific thing to happen absolutely yeah yeah and I like I think back on this time that I matched with this guy on tinder and he found my instagram because my instagram was linked to my tinder so like you know and he I unmatched him on tinder because I decided like you know I didn't really like want to pursue anything and he would dm me on instagram you know like all my photos comment on all my photos and then I started seeing him around like in person like literally maybe it's just like that thing that I just became more aware that he was like around maybe he had always been around but I swear that everywhere I went he was there and I was like oh my god like he's stalking me but obviously probably not but it just like I don't know it made me feel very watched very watched but it was weird how he was so like um persistent and like almost outgoing online and very forward but then in person he wouldn't look me in the eye and he would if he saw me ever he would you know avoid me like the plague it was quite comical but then it also made me think like by me you know unmatching him that was me ghosting him basically and I realized that it's not really an acceptable form of behavior at all like it's not very nice on my behalf to like just unmatch someone yet again it's something that's very normalized and it's like oh if you don't like someone tinder you just unmatch them or you just block them or whatever and I was like but again imagine this happening in like a bar or a social setting if you don't like what someone's saying you're not just going to get up off like from the table and like leave obviously in some cases that might be very warranted and very justified but again like no one kind of has any we're very removed from how our actions can impact others um and I've part of that too like I you know ghosting isn't a nice thing to do but then at the same time I felt like it was really like weird for me to send him a paragraph saying hi I'm unmatching you for this for xyz you know and I was like that's almost weird too so then I was like oh there's just like damned if I do damned if I don't sort of thing so I was like I'm just gonna ghost him and yeah weird it's I was um I, I was discussing with some boys last night about their experiences on Tinder and um they found that Tinder actually was really bad for their self-esteem. Um and I don't know, I think that they I think they seem to be a little bit more stressed or anxious on Tinder. And Iman, I know I think you had some really good points. Um about how like using dating apps kind of makes us more stressed and anxious if you wanted if you wanted to expand on that oh yeah some more information that um i found and read was that just people who use dating apps in general are more likely to be stressed anxious and depressed and face three times the stress compared to people who aren't on dating apps um and i think that's a very interesting you know statistic having like why would you why do you add extra stress to your life um and it's I think a lot of people is you know to feel validated um for you yeah, know yeah. For more self-worth those kind of things but then in turn if you're not getting the matches that you're after it's just going to spiral and your yeah. your mental health might just decline instead of you like you know you're expecting it to get better but it might just get worse um so it's in- 
interesting. So I don't know if you guys had any other like ideas on that. Um, uh, I've heard people actually report being like feeling like they're burnt out after actually online dating, mainly just because, you know, they get their hopes up, they're putting all this effort to meet a person and then you either just get rejected straight away or ghosted straight away. And in normal life, of course, you know, this happens if you meet someone at a bar or whatever, but it's not going to be as frequent as online dating where you can go through like yeah. 20, 30 rejections a day. Like surely yeah. that's got to impact your self-esteem, make you start thinking, oh, what's wrong with me? You know, how can I change yeah. to be someone that people actually respond to and want to get to know further rather than just constant, you know, building up of excitement and, oh, my God, what if, you know, and then just to be shot down, rejected or ghosted. Yeah. And we blame ourselves for it too. Like if you don't find a match online dating, like you think that something's wrong with you. You think you're not like attractive enough or interesting enough. And like, you know, the burden is always like placed back on us. Like what are we doing wrong? And we never really um, have like the time or like the, the space to think back on like maybe it's like the apps that are failing us like maybe not in a in an intentional way but it's just like this like how they are like developed it's like the fact that you can go through like 100 people a day and the fact that connection is available to you at like the pickup of a phone like we are made to feel like because we are constantly connected and because there is always an opportunity to be connected that if you're not if you're still single in this age, like something's going to be wrong with you. And, but it's, it's not our fault and it's not us. It's like these apps that are legitimized and predicated on like these social norms that tell us that we always need more, 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 and we need to maximize and optimize our opportunities for everything. And it's like, I understand why no one would like look back and be like, hmm, what are, the, what are the impacts of this app? Because when you're so caught in it, you don't have that mental space to do so. But I think it's really important that we on the individual level, but also like the app developers, like really start to address like what, how these dating apps are changing dating in general, but also how they're changing our relationships with ourselves and how they're changing our relationships with others. Yeah, and it really preys on like instant gratification too. Where yeah. if you're not instantly hooked on someone, if they're, you know, their pickup line or their first message to you isn't perfectly how you want it, then you're done with them. And that's really dangerous because it can take a long time to get to know someone, especially if it's on an online platform where you don't have that human in-person interaction with body language and behavior and things. Like it really cuts off a lot of opportunities and just makes it like a game, really. Yeah. I think that um, even just personally, after using dating dating apps, I kind of did become indifferent almost to um, people either like asking me out or me asking people out when before dating apps, um, intimacy and kind of pursuing someone was, I don't know, really, I, I feel like it was a more intimate, deep thing. And Nowadays, it's kind of normalized to have to maybe be talking to various different people at one time. And if you're not talking to someone, then, oh, something must be wrong with you. Um, you mustn't be good enough. But then um, as you as you said about 
gratification. Um, another thing that I noticed after I started using dating apps, um, which kind of changed my perception of things, was that um, if I was feeling down or if I felt like I wanted validation, I would go on these dating apps. And if I matched with someone that I found cute, uh, it would all, almost kind of be like a shot of serotonin okay. that I didn't have before. Um, and that's, I think, what makes dating apps so dangerous sometimes because you kind of get addicted to this this feeling of, oh, this person wants me. This person thinks I'm attractive. Okay, on to the next. Yeah. And going from, you know, going from kind of normal mental health and then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting little shoots of serotonin. As soon as you get a shoot of serotonin, you're kind of going to come, you're going to crash back down and then you're going to seek that next shoot of serotonin. So you're going to come back to the dating app and it almost becomes addictive and I think in the long run it's it negatively impacts your mental health because it's not real you know what I mean this isn't reality you're hiding behind a screen so you're you're clearly seeking validation that can't really be measurable in real life yeah and it like makes you obsessed with validation like because valid like wanting validation is not an inherently bad thing like we need validation you know from our parents in like our very formative years and like if you don't grow up being validated like you will have some some trauma (laughs) um but it's always crazy like you like how you say like when you're sad you go on these dating apps and Kaz you're saying that it's like a game literally I compare like tinder to like the sudoku app in my phone like sometimes when I want to I get this this urge to play sudoku right I also get this urge to go on Tinder and to swipe and to like, oh my God, what if I find the love of my life? Like, it's just like this constant, I actually had to go, like, I got to a point where I had to delete Tinder because I became like almost addicted to it. Like I got addicted to like, oh my God, maybe someone will think that I'm pretty today. Or like, honestly, the feeling of matching with someone that like, you know, me and my friends all thought were really hot. I was like, wow, there is no better feeling on earth than like <laughs> matching with someone that like we all think is hot. But you know what? He he saw my face and he swiped like right on me. Like love that, you know? And it's just like so problematic and it's so like in the same way that we can become like like physically addicted to like so many things. I think that people can really become addicted to like validation and that online dating apps really exploit our need to be validated and that's why I feel like it's so hard to like stray away from them and honestly the only thing that we can do is like really change things at the like systemic level with them absolutely um yeah so I guess it raises the question of what do we need need to do to kind of um, improve our mental health and its connection to dating apps I feel like I don't know what do you okay what do we have to say I feel like one point each would be great yeah so I think to really help improve this issue there's need a lot more awareness on you know making people realize Um, some symptoms or some signs that they're being mentally affected by dating apps you know um, have some campaigns some easy to access things that really tell you 
you know, um, perhaps you're being harmed by dating ads and perhaps it's time to take a break or, you know, reevaluate your approach. Absolutely. I also think um, in terms of creating a safe space and protecting one's own mental health, um, I don't know, background checks, um, having more buffers between, uh, you know, in that area where you can sign up um, and you feel like you are ready to date. I just feel like it's really important um, that people know what they're getting into. And even if dating apps had kind of a clause that you, ha that you're, that you have to read and you have to accept before joining them, uh, people can hopefully get be protected um, from predators and kind of know what they're signing up for. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, do we have any other points maybe to talk about? Um, yeah, so I think another thing that dating apps could do is just in advertisement between you know, swipes and things like that have little campaigns and little ads that can remind you um, about che checking up on your mental health um, and just checking up that with like what you're saying, what you're just remembering is like, you know, there's another person that you're talking to, be aware of how they're feeling and how you're talking to them and messaging them. Um, little things like that. I think just those little reminders, subtle reminders while you're on the app um, can make those little changes that might benefit someone. Yeah, definitely. And I think that um, a really um, invaluable resource for improving our relationships with dating apps and how we can get the most um, that we can out of um, dating apps and how we can approach this new way of dating in the modern in the modern world in the best way possible. Um, we have our Instagram. Instagram. So it's more than a swipe with um, some full stops between each word. And we want to collect and collate a lot of um, resources such as maybe some like academic, some infographics and some podcasts that we've really loved listening to and just some like testimonies from ourselves and like our friends of um, how they've been impacted by um, online dating. So if you wanted to uh, shoot us a follow and just see what we have been posting because um, it's been in learning about all of this, I think that we've all improved our relationships with online dating because obviously in order to address an issue, you have to understand it first and you have to even you know, and I feel like a lot of people don't even realise that their relationship with um, online dating might be problematic. And, and not that it always is, but there are some things that, you know, we can improve on the individual level, on the community level, and also, like, on the, like, level of the software developers that we could, you know, enact change and we can put pressure on them to, like, really change the way that these online dating apps are operating because while they are great for some, they really are imposing harm on others. And I think that that's an important thing to address because if something can like really adversely um, impact the mental health of someone, then it's almost inappropriate to celebrate how great it is and how amazing it is. So I think 
yeah, shoot us a follow because um, I know that it can be very overwhelming to find the information. So hopefully we've done a good job at like collating some resources for you. Yes. Beautiful. Um, feel free to tell us your own stories and your own opinions and experiences. I yes. always love listening to them. Yes. Stay <laughs> safe out there, guys. Consent right. is key and your mental health is the most important thing. Yes, and you're more than a swipe. You are more than a swipe and do not forget it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.